Hello, hello, and welcome to How to Paradox, the podcast. I'm your host and professional life tender, Ashlyn Romagnoli, and today I want to talk to you about the most beloved and overused trope in all of rom-com history, the instant connection. Why it's great, why it sucks, and what you can do about that. You know what I'm talking about when I talk about the instant connection. It's that spark, that moment that we've all been relentlessly brainwashed to obsess over from the moment we could first toddle our way to sit in front of a screen and begin mainlining Disney movies. Actually, now that I think about it, I could totally start a sub-series that would be, fuck Disney, I'm obsessed with these movies, but they sort of ruined my romantic life. Anyway, sorry, I digress. In romantic novels, uh, this instant connection is called a meet-cute. Adorable. It's when two people encounter each other for the first time, and it's magic, it's fire, it's life. There's a reason it's a popular trope. It feels great. And not only that, it feels faded, which is even better. Because it's such a damn great feeling, I'm actually a teensy bit sorry to burst your bubble about it. You need to learn to both enjoy those moments as they come, but also allow them to trigger a yellow flag in your rational mind. That is, if you're intending to see where this instant connection goes, and assuming your desire is for a long-term, committed, stable relationship. We're not all looking for the same thing, so that's fine, but this is specifically what I'm addressing here. Because the truth is that very often, the things that cause us to have that instant connection with someone else are things that don't necessarily equate to a good, solid, long-term partnership. But when we're swept off our feet, it's really hard to notice that. I want to introduce you to my favorite relationship metaphor, which I invented while helping a client through their second divorce. Relationships are like sandwiches. I like it because sandwiches are both delicious and it's versatile as a metaphor, but okay, just hear me out. The first thing that most people pay the most attention to is the filling part of a sandwich. I mean, makes sense. You're hungry and you want to know what you're eating. Is the sandwich rare roast beef and cheddar? Is it old-fashioned egg salad? Is it spicy tofu? These questions matter when it's lunchtime, people. And for the purposes of my metaphor, the fillings are the attributes that people tend to focus on initially in a relationship. They're the fun bits, like if a potential partner has a great sense of humor, if they have nice eyes, if they like to travel, if they like the same music that you do. The best part about sandwich fillings is that every person gets to decide, or at least should get to decide, what kind of sandwich they want. So to translate that to non-sandwich talk, some people don't care as much about sex or someone's eye color, or they might actually really, really want someone that they can share their love of rock climbing with. In the same way that someone might be happy with a PB&J, but another person might find that gross, or a third person just decide to spice up that old PB&J with marshmallow fluff or bananas. So that's the filling. The bread slices, though, are the true make or break of a sandwich, because you don't have a sandwich without them. And no, we're not going to discuss wraps and hot dogs. Don't have time for that in my metaphor today. The bread slices are things like core values, life goals, approach to finances, communication or attachment styles. 
These are not really the sexy parts of a sandwich, granted, but at the end of the day, you could in theory have a sandwich with only bread and minimal fillings. It might not be a great sandwich, but it'll sustain you. It's a sandwich. But the critical point here is that you can't have a sandwich without the bread. If you do, it's just fillings. And the fillings might be amazing, but they just aren't enough to make a sandwich. And again, sandwich being metaphor for long-term, fulfilling, sustainable relationship. Without the bread, you might have a salad, but that's not what we're after here. Incidentally, I've casually wondered if this is why arranged marriages have a pretty decent success rate. I mean, depending on your definition of success, of course. But in the context of the metaphor, it's like the fillings might be a mystery, but someone else has vetted the bread. So maybe that gives it a reasonable chance of making a good sandwich. I don't know. Anyway, that's the sandwich metaphor for you. The reason that I just spent the last several minutes talking about sandwiches and introducing you to my relationship sandwich metaphor is because the instant connection is all about the sandwich fillings, because you simply haven't had time to investigate or understand the bread situation. You're fecking hungry, and someone is offering you what looks like the sandwich of your dreams. You start talking about obscure indie bands that you both listened to in college, about how annoying you find it when pedestrians wander into the bike lane, the troglodytes, or about how you were both raised by insane artist parents. Or maybe you don't talk at all. Maybe your eyes meet across a crowded room, deep, chocolatey brown eyes, and bam, you're in each other's arms and you've never felt like this before in your life. And look, Enjoy the moment and the feeling. And if you're just looking for something quick and casual, more power to you. But if you really want the whole sandwich, you need to grow your own personal internal buzzkill, a skeptical asshole who will sit in your brain and reserve judgment and trust so that it can grow with time and experience, no matter how delicious the offering immediately in front of you is. So that's my paradoxical tip for today live in the moment, and enjoy those instant connections, but also train that feeling to be a warning to you. When you find yourself falling head over heels, learn to be your own guardrail. It doesn't mean you can't enjoy those magic moments, but it'll keep you from diving too deep, too soon, into something that may not be what you think it is. Safety first, y'all, as always. And to answer the implicit question in here and satisfy your surely burning curiosity, yes, my husband and I did have a really strong connection early on from about the second date or so. That's a story for another time. And yes, I did have my own buzzkill referee um, pumping the brakes at least a bit, at least for a while, for exactly the reasons that I've outlined above. And so did he. But again, story for another day. Thanks for listening to the How to Paradox podcast. For more on paradoxing, visit the website at howtoparadox.com, the Instagram at howtoparadox, or sign up for the companion newsletter at howtoparadox.substack.com. You can also hire me as your own personal life tender for one-on-one consultations about navigating the paradoxes in your own life. Learn more at the website, that's howtoparadox.com, or email me directly at ash at howtoparadox.com.